0: So you've managed to create your dream life, but you're beginning to notice that something is still missing. You have the career, you got the bag, but now you don't have anyone to share it with romantically. You've tried the dating apps, but you're noticing you keep getting the same outcome. Men find you attractive, but for some reason, they never commit to making you their wife. Becoming a wife takes more than just a pretty face and a home-cooked meal. You've got to heal your traumas, learn to communicate effectively, and embody feminine energy. On this podcast, I'm helping you look deeper than just using external tactics to find a man. Hi, I'm Delencia, a dating and confidence coach for women of color. Hang with me, and I'll put you on the path to becoming wifey material. Let's do this. Well, hello, happy wifey Wednesday. So glad you're here. I am going to apologize from the get-go because I have been sick the past few days, so my voice might sound like just a tad bit off. I don't know if you can tell or not, but I can definitely feel it because I just want to, you know, throw that out here at the beginning. And I also want to say today's episode is going to be a wee bit different just because I was sick whenever I was supposed to be, you know, recording this podcast that did not happen because I was stuck in bed for like 72 hours. So today's episode is going to be more of a riff than anything, but I'm kind of excited because I have a huge milestone birthday coming up on Friday, December 9th. I am turning 30. have lots of thoughts about that. However, I figured why not do a whole like five lessons that I learned from dating in my 20s? I just kind of share with you about my experiences, about what I've learned, and for those of you who are trying to date in your 20s, like some things that I recommend. So let's get into that. One of the first things that I want to start with is just to tell you guys that my dating life... I. I look back and I know this is not the like positive vibes mindset that you're probably used to, but my dating life was raggedy y'all lots of ups, lots of downs, lots of confusion and heartbreak and all of those things. And I went through a lot to get to where I am today to be able to be like talking to you from an expert position as a dating coach. I had to learn a lot about myself. I had to learn a lot about dating as a whole. I had to go through a lot of healing, lots of certifications. It was just a lot. But in my earlier 20s, it was not pretty. It wasn't. And so I've learned a lot. If you don't know this about me, I've been engaged before. I've had lots of situationships. Just, you know... I've been I've been around the block a couple of times and so I want to share my perspective with you on what it was like for me and and what are some of the things that I want you to be able to take with you. So, first off, this is probably one of the the most important things that I learned about dating in my 20s. And that was to be intentional but not desperate. So, here's what i mean by that because if you've been on my tiktok or whatever i've mentioned before like how i went from like desperate to being with and dating the person that i am just like so in love with and that i'm going to marry and all of these different types of things but like dating prior y'all like i did not have a very high self-esteem i I was always the type of person that I wanted to like be married with lots of babies. And I had wanted that since I was like high school. And so when I wasn't being successful in my dating life, that really took a huge toll on my self-worth. But as I, you know, asked around and watched around and observed the feedback that I would always get about dating was like, Oh, it'll happen when you least expect it. So it made me feel like I couldn't try, but there was this you know inner fire inside of me that was like, but I have to try because I have to find my person. like that's non-negotiable for me and my life. And so I spent a lot of time not really understanding how to balance those two dichotomies. And when I tell people now, be intentional but not desperate, It's a game changer because while I don't want you out here just dating anyone, having no standards, having low self-esteem and things like that, there is something to say about actually being intentional with how you operate in your life when you are wanting to find your soulmate. I don't recommend that people just sit around and just wait and not try and not focus on their dating life at all. Because when you do that, you just limit the amount of opportunities that you have. And I've seen it time and time again where people did not put any intentionality into their dating life and they look up and they're, you know, way older than they wanted to be, way in a different space in their life than they wanna be, and they're like, Wow, I thought it would happen and it didn't. And I never want you to be in a space where you were like, Well, I thought it would just happen and it didn't. So typically what I mean when I'm saying be intentional is create opportunities for you to meet people, create opportunities for you to connect with people, create opportunities for you to be able to go on dates and just see where things can go. And even if you feel like you're not meeting the right people, even if you're feeling like it's taking longer than you want to, than you want it to take, continue to create those space and spaces and opportunities. To find your person, never stop doing that until you actually find your person. Because when you stop, I don't know what it is about dating, but like breaks in dating are not like, you know, gym breaks. You can say, like, all right, I'm gonna take a break from the gym. And like, maybe you took a few weeks off, maybe you took a few months off, you know, maybe you took a year off. But in dating, when people take breaks in dating, they look up and they're like, oh, I haven't been on a date in five years. How did that happen? Life got away from them. Everything else was becoming their priority in life. And so that's not where I want you to be. I want you to continue to go out on dates, continue to meet people, continue to improve yourself. Just continue to do what it takes for you to even have the opportunity to meet someone that you could potentially spend the rest of your life with. The second thing that I learned from dating in my 20s was to choose men because you actually desire to be with them and not just because you desire to be married. A lot of times we have this romantic fantasy playing in our brains. And so we end up talking to people and we don't even like that person. They don't. They aren't husband material. They don't meet any of our preferences at all. They are way on the other side of the board from any of our standards. But because we want to be married, because we have that internal time clock ticking, because of a lot of things, we start to say yes to people that we know we shouldn't be with just because we desire to be married. So if I can say nothing else about that, just remember that you actually want to desire this man. You actually want to be observing this man for who he is and not just for the fact that he can give you a ring and a wedding. Because when you look at your relationship far down the line, there are going to be so many things that matter about who he is as a person that's going to matter way more than your marital status. And you're going to I see this happen too with women too. It's like you look up and you realize that you can't maintain the marriage because you didn't focus on who he was as a person. You just wanted to be married and now you're married and you realize that this marriage cannot continue. So observe who he is, observe his character, observe whether or not he can be a husband or not. Like, look at all of these things. Look at if you actually like him or if you just like the idea of him, that matters, The third thing that I learned from dating in my 20s was that you don't have to give a man a million chances. There's so many times where we see a major red flag and we go, but I don't want to be single, but I don't want to be too picky, but I don't want to be too this. So like, let me just sweep it under the rug and keep going. And it never fails that major blaring, bright, blinking red flag pops back up all over again. And then we do have to walk away and we're like, hey, I should have done that the first time. I've had so many situations in my life from, you know, people's financial status to people's caricature traits to people's like just all sort of situations from people's mindsets. Like mindset is one that we don't always think about, but like how men approach situations, how they think about life, how they think about business, money, religion, like all sorts of things, How what they think, what they value. If you realize that that is not an alignment, don't just assume that it's gonna go away and you're just gonna be so in love with this person that it won't matter because it will matter, it'll come back up, and it'll come back up in a major way. I was engaged before, I mentioned that earlier, and one of the major reasons that that relationship did not work out, that I ultimately had to step away from, it was because initially we started off with some of the same spiritual religious beliefs, and then over time, his shifted. And initially, I was like, but I love him. we'll work through it, maybe it's a phase, da, da 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 But it became just a bigger issue and a bigger issue because we just started to see life differently. We started to want to make plans differently. And eventually, he was kind of like, we'll just make it work, we can just ignore it and make it work. But then I had to think about the idea that I wanted children. And so while we might have been able to like, sw- like sweep it under the rug now, when we had children, it was just going to come back up because then we were going to have to decide how we were going to raise our children. And I knew that he very much so was under the belief system that he got to make the decision about how we were like, yeah, how we raised our child when it came to religion, spirituality, belief systems, and things like that. And so I I knew it was going to come back up. And so that played heavily into why I had to step away from that situation. So just remember that when you give them a million chances, a lot of times you're just delaying the amount of time that it takes for you to be able to get inside of the relationship that you actually want to be in you're you're wasting your time, you're wasting your effort, you're wasting your energy. If you're in one of my coaching clients, we can definitely talk about like what are good like what are good things to look over and compromise on and work through and what are bad things to look over and compromise through, work on, but for the most part, most of my clients end up having a a really strong intuition. And the things that they were concerned about in the beginning, they just pop back up <laughs> later on in in the relationship. And same has happened for me in my life. So definitely pay attention to when you're giving someone a million chances, usually just means you should probably move on. Now, the next thing that I learned from dating in my 20s was that you will attract better men when you're already growing and happy. When I was like desperate for a man, you know, ravenous, like had to find him, had to have him right then and there, didn't think about anything else in life except for men and getting married and wanting to start a family. It wasn't working. I was attracting men that were nowhere near who I needed to be with. But once I started to grow my confidence, to see my own value, to see what it is that I brought to the table, so to speak, and when I was actually happy for myself, I realized that I was just on a different wavelength. I was at a different vibration. I was radiating a different energy. And that energy that I radiated brought in a different caliber of men. Things didn't work out with all of them. But I can see a clear difference from the type of men that I started attracting when I was growing, taking care of myself, and happy with who I was and my life, as opposed to who I was attracting before I'd done all of that. So this is your sign as we're heading into 2023. Take care of yourself, grow yourself, become the best version of yourself, nurture yourself, and be happy with who you are, be happy with your life, be fulfilled and what you already have and know that yes you're going to be intentional about dating but this is like the cherry on top or just things shifting into place this is this is not your whole pie dating your marriage is not 100% part not 100% your life like it's just a part of your life and there are other parts that need to be shifted into place as well that you also need to spend your time and your energy growing now The last nugget that I want to give you about things that I learned, lessons that I learned from dating in my 20s is that you need to learn what makes a good husband and, like, prioritize that. And what makes a good husband is different from what makes a good business partner, a best friend, or even a boyfriend. I dated in my 20s for a lot of just, like, Who do I like? Who do I have a good time with? Things like that. And while I'm not going to say that doesn't matter at all, the type of man who can make a great husband for you, a great father for your future children, those qualities that it takes to get him there might go above and beyond what it requires for someone to be a great business partner, a great friend, or even a great boyfriend. Like all of those different titles, so to speak, are at a much lower level than what it takes for someone to be a good husband. And so if you're just dating for boyfriend qualities, y'all might have a great you know, relationship now, but it's not gonna stand the test of time into a marriage. If he's a great business partner, I mean, you might have a weld old machine and financial stability. But it will still be lacking something in terms of his ability to be a husband when it's not related to money. (laughs) Then he might be your best friend. But I have a lot of friends that I would never marry. (laughs) So friend qualities are not the same as husband qualities. It's a different level. It's a different commitment type. And if you don't understand the difference... You will be looking for qualities that ultimately don't ensure that a person is going to be a great husband for you. All right. Those are my nuggets. Hopefully, you found something useful. Definitely send me a message on Instagram. Let me know if you resonated with anything, if anything was helpful. And let me know if you want to hear more of my story in any sort of way about like my dating life my dating stories, my ups, my downs, all the things. I'd love to share them with you if you want to hear. So definitely give me that feedback. And for those of you who just resonate with who I am, you feel like maybe you have a similar story to me and you want to learn what I learned to help me date better, to make better dating decisions, and to ultimately find my person to be an exclusive committed, long-term relationship with a man that I will marry, then send me a DM or head to my show notes and apply for coaching. And we can chat about what it would look like for you to enroll in my six-month container, Align to Love, that's developed specifically for women of color, millennial women of color, who are wanting to be in an exclusive relationship with a soulmate love. Within the next year, I'd love to have you. I'd love to coach you. I'd love to teach you what I know. I would love to teach you what works. I'd love to teach you the science behind it all so that you can, you know, shift this last little piece into place in your already beautiful, happy life. All right. So check out my show notes for all my links follow me on TikTok. If you're not in my book club yet, I have a book club for millennial women of color who are wanting to build their confidence, engage in community, and commit to being the best version of themselves. We're currently reading through Atomic Habits. We have over 100 members. It's a beautiful space. Everybody's connecting to figure out when they can meet up with each other and helping them with like other various parts of their life. It's, it's beautiful. I love this space. I'd love for you to join that, that space. It's called Aligned. I'd love for you to join Aligned. That link is also in the show notes as well. And that's all I got for you. I love you so much. Next time you hear from me on the podcast will be from a 30-year-old woman, like a whole dang adult. That still, like, shocks me. I don't know what it is. 29 and 30 just seems so different. Like, 29, I feel like I have all the space in the world to make mistakes and be halfway a kid even though I know I'm not a kid and 30 just sounds so grown and I'm thinking about myself I'm like I don't know if I feel as grown as 30 sounds but anywho maybe some of you other millennials out there can relate to that feeling (laughs) either way I love you all so much and I will talk to y'all next week bye